Excellent Movie Adventures! Welcome back to Excellent Movie Adventures with me, Zach, and my friend, Pickle. Hello! And we are short a person tonight for the first time in a long time, but he deserves to be gone, I guess. It's, yeah. it's warranted. So, unlike your absences from the very beginning of the podcast... He still gets to slide. So you can't even like say you can't hold it against me anymore. Uh, I don't. He did. I mean, <laughs> Ashley did just have a baby, so I. <laughs> but then again, I don't know. It was almost a week ago, so maybe uh-huh. maybe I don't let him slide. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I tell him. We'll see. If he's not here, the next one, I ain't gonna let it slide anymore. Oh, okay, so he gets one. He gets one. He go. gets one baby absence. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think that sounds fair. He gets one, and then after that, he's gone. I think that's fair. Uh, I won't let him slide after that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, we are short uh, Thomas this week. So he uh, welcomed a new member of his family into the world. Yes. And is too busy to be hanging out with us. Loser. Yeah. And he missed (laughs) out on watching a great movie this week, too. Yeah, he did. Um before we get into that, though, did you watch anything good this week? Oh, my goodness. I watched a lot of stuff this week. Did you? Kara was gone, so I all I did was watch movies. <laughs> so I uh, introduced my kids to Jurassic Park 1 through 5. Okay. So I watched all of those this weekend. And then, oh, what else? A movie called Never Back Down. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. Um actually really pretty good let's see who's in it um sean ferris and digimon hansu is that how you say his name i have no idea amber heard it's uh it alone it's not gonna load anyways that's the cast huh oh okay the, i know who he is yeah the, he's from um he's the bad guy in uh Guardians, the galaxy, <laughs> the very first. Well, not the bad guy, but I know, I know who he is. Yeah, the way that I tell people who he is is he's the guy from Blood Diamond. Oh, see, I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. So, the only people anybody knows who is in that movie is DiCaprio, and he's not DiCaprio. So he's the <laughs> other guy who's in that movie. Okay. And then um, he is the friend in Gladiator. And it's been forever. He's the I've guy who that. like patches up Russell Crowe's wounds when they find oh, him. Okay, laying dead on the ground. Okay, yeah. See, I'm, that's why I haven't said those. He's like the maggots will clean your wound. <laughs> <laughs> He's like waking up to him, like chewing up bread or something. He's like pushing it into like this gash that he has. Oh, that's and right. There's like maggots in it. That's right. I remember and that. He's like looking at it and he's like, don't touch it. The maggots would clean it. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> so gross. I wonder if that's really true. I feel like I that would get who infected. Knows? I agree with you. I think it's, I think it would get infected oh. too, but I don't know anything about, I guess, gladiator, gladiatory <laughs> era medicine. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word. I guess whatever. Gladiatorian keeps their, era. Keeps medicine. their arm on. Yeah, I guess. You lose your arm, you're dead. I mean, I would to think. be fair, you keep your arm, you're probably dead. Yeah, that's true. For most gladiators. Yeah, you make a good point. Yeah. It's true. Minus Russell Crowe. I mean. Well, even he's dead. He dies at the end of the movie. Spoilers. Does he die? Yeah, he dies. See, it's been forever since I watched it. 
We'll plan on this. going back to watch it anytime. I think we should review that movie at some point. Well, but I just I just purchased this uh, purchased it on 4K, so it's awesome, I dude. I plan on going back and watching it. At some but yeah, point. if you remember at the end, what's his face? The Joker stabs him in the back with that knife before they go up and battle in front of Rome, and he kills that guy. But then he collapses and dies on the ground because he's bleeding out under his arm armor. I really don't remember that. Yeah. Is the Joker Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah. Oh, okay. I just couldn't remember his name. Yeah. I really don't remember that. I always want to say Rivers Phoenix when That's I think Joaquin Phoenix. Brother. But I know that it's not his name, so I always just refer to him as something else. Isn't the Rivers The baseball Phoenix, player from Signs. You know who he is. <laughs> isn't Rivers Phoenix, isn't he from uh, last... Or what is it? Still, or that kid that Stephen King won. The train tracks. Uh, let me think. Stand by me. River the main Phoenix. character there, isn't that? Which I believe is Joaquin's brother. Died at an early age. Am I thinking of the right person? Uh, he died at an early age. Yeah, he died. He was from 1970 to 1993. Yeah, he's in Stand by Me. Okay. That's yeah, what I was him. thinking, yeah. Yeah, he's the the kid who smokes. Yeah. Okay. And then, God, I'm trying to think. Oh, um, one I've never seen before, uh, The Fighter. Uh, with um, Christian Bale and Mark Wahlberg? Uh-huh. That's a good Andy movie. Adams. This is actually really pretty good. I found a, a double pack of The Warrior. And oh, okay. Yeah, sure. And it was a two pack for like, I had some extra money on Amazon. I ended up costing me five bucks. Hmm. So I like both of those movies. Yeah. I've been dying to watch the warrior again. And then I, Tom, I think has always told me that the fighter was really yeah, good. I so, think it's good. But, I think the warrior is better, but it's yes. Good movie. Yeah. Yeah. After watching the fighter warrior is definitely better, but still a good movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think, the the fighter I'm pretty sure is actually based on a true story. Yes, like a real boxer. Yes, yeah. isn't so. Warrior based on a true story? I don't think so. I don't remember. Yeah, the fighter's based on a true story. Yeah, of Mickey Ward. I don't know. So yeah, that's that's <laughs> who it is. Yeah, that's uh, Mark Wahlberg's character, Mickey yeah. Ward. Anyway, both those movies are good. Yeah, that's about. All I got to, ooh, I started that Tom Hanks movie. Um, the Submarine came out like six months ago mm. on Apple Plus. Oh, The Greyhound? Yes. I started that. How was it so far? So far, it was pretty good. Hmm. I got like a half hour into it. It's only an hour and a half long. See, I wanted but. to watch it, but it's like, <clears throat> I'm not going to subscribe to Apple Plus just to see one thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? You get it for free right now, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I don't get it for free right now. You could sign up for free. Get nah. a free trial. Nah. Not worth it. It's not, <laughs> I mean, it's not worth the 10 minutes it'll take me to fill out the free trial true. online to um, watch one movie and then cancel it all. That's a, that's a big hassle. I was going to say, I've got my, I've got it free until July, hmm. I think, just because I purchased a laptop and an iPhone from them. I've had it for free since May and I'll have it till July from what I understand. But they're coming out with a new movie on there. I don't know. It might be worth it at this point. It's called Cherry. Have you seen the preview for that? Uh, Yeah. The Tom Holland. Yeah. Film? That's going to be directly to that. That's going to be directly to Apple. 
Hmm. I believe end of middle of February, end of February. Dude, these direct to these streaming services things, they need to have a like a physical copy of these things right. that you can buy. I cannot understand why there are films out there that I can't own physically. Mm-hmm. Like, why are they only available to stream? That's how I feel about... Like, that's a whole new revenue service. And we know that yeah. it's cheap to manufacture these discs. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, they could put that movie, The Greyhound, like, on Blu-ray that's and people would buy it. Actually, when I started thinking about it, I thought, man, I would actually really buy that one because I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah. But I thought, well, it's free on Apple. I might as well do it. But if they would have had it to purchase already, I probably would have bought it by now. Uh, that Paul Rudd movie on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he helps that kid with yeah. muscular dystrophy or whatever. I would have bought that movie like five times by now. Yeah. Like it keeps popping up in my head. Like, oh, I wonder if they have a physical copy of that somewhere. And they never do. See, that's... um, The fundamentals I, of caring. That's what it's that's called. That's what it is, yeah. See, that's I know they have this one available to purchase, but it's so expensive that I'm surprised like it hasn't come down in price yet, but um, see, but I would I would drop a thirty dollar bill on one of those movies. See, and that's I'm this close. If to it had like it. special features and stuff, like yeah. it would have to be more than your basic You'd have Blu-ray. To collector's edition or whatever. But yeah, I would I would buy thirty. I would spend thirty dollars on one of those films. But I really want that. Uh, it's that Amazon movie with um. Oh my gosh, Kylo Ren from Star Wars and what's his name? Adam Driver? Yeah, Adam Driver and uh, with the race car track. I they, don't know. Uh, Logan movie. Lucky. Oh. Yeah. It's available to purchase. I own that movie. It's still like 25 bucks on Amazon. You could just go to like Entertainment and buy a used copy for probably like $3 or something. I'm going to do that then. Because <laughs> that movie's <laughs> not, been out for a long time. Not that it doesn't warrant a $25 purchase. I do know when it first got released on Amazon... You couldn't find it on Blu-ray. Huh. It's like they had a limited release on it. Well, that movie it. wasn't a streaming release. Yeah, it was. What? Yeah. It streamed day one on Amazon. Yeah. Are you sure? Um, that movie's yeah. been out for years. Mm-hmm. And it had a theatrical release. I did it. I saw it in theaters. Well, it... Okay, then it streamed day one as, as a release. So the same day it released on Blu-ray, it streamed on Amazon. Okay, I believe that. So. Okay. I didn't know it had a theatrical release. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. I just remember it being it. This was Logan like the Lucky. beginning. So we're talking Channing Tatum, Adam yeah. Driver, Daniel yeah. Craig. Okay, yeah. I just remember this was the yeah, big thing for Amazon. Yeah, it was in theaters for, for sure. Because it was like one of the first big movies to Amazon put out. Hmm. So. Yeah. But I, I know remember, there was. I remember seeing previews for that and being like. Really excited to go see yeah. it because I thought it looked hilarious. When there was a point and where... Spoilers. It was hilarious. It was great. I love that movie. It was. In fact, uh, I showed my friend the other day. We uh, Not the other day. This was a few months back. He'd never seen it. So I played it for him and I was dying the whole thing. My favorite part like... is when he says, did you just say cauliflower to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like I can use that movie as a friend barometer. Like... If you're getting to know somebody and they're like, I need something to watch. And you're like, oh, you should check this movie out. It's called Logan Lucky. If they like it, they can be my friend. If they don't, I don't want to be their friend. You don't waste your time. Yeah. (laughs) Don't waste my time being your friend. You ain't never going to say cauliflower to me. (laughs) I agree. That movie is excellent. Oh, man. Have we done that movie yet? We we need to. I don't think we have. Yeah, we should at some point. We need to put that on there. Yeah. Well, we haven't touch the board in a little bit we've got some blank spaces from where i erase some stuff we'll throw some it's true films up there 
Got a lot of blank spaces. At least I don't think we've covered that movie. <clears throat> I might have talked about it. We might have talked about like it. In like an episode where we did like multiple films or yeah. something. But it deserves its own review. I was going to say, I think yeah. it deserves its own movie. Yeah, it probably does. Um, this week I watched, I think I finished a season of Survivor. <laughs> and Still on those. I, well, there's so many of them, dude. <laughs> I've only watched like five of them. But I've decided I'm taking a break. I can't. I'm not gonna I was going to say, at what point does it get old? Well, it depends. They, like, change it up. Like, so this show, I had never understood why it was so popular. And I went back and I watched some of, the, like, the original seasons. Well, I watched season eight because it's an early season and I was told it was a really good season. Okay. And it was pretty entertaining. And I did like the way that the season wrapped up. But it's at some point they must have changed, like, the peep like the idea of who they want to have on the show because those older seasons it's like a bunch of kind of like older people you know and there are some younger people on there but like it's like army veterans and you know people who like live outdoors yeah. and things like that but then like when you get to like some of the later seasons like the two that are on Netflix it's like bikini models and <laughs> you know like just some of them are just regular dudes you know what i mean but like it's obviously like younger people, yeah. you know, yeah. and there are still some old people that show up from time to time, but like nothing against them or whatever, but it seems like they're definitely changing the demographic that they're marketing this show to, you know, and it's not really like the show is named survivor. And I see that like early on, it was more about that. Like they have challenges for like building shelter and assembling a boat and like, you know, doing like clean a fish and like different stuff like that. Like things, skills you would need to know. Yeah. But like these later episodes, they don't do it. They have to build a shelter when they get there and they do have to like fish for themselves, but that's like barely part of the show. Like I'm sure for the contestants, that's part of like everyday life out there. Yeah. But that's like not the focus of the show. It's like the focus of the show is whatever drama is going on in the camp and then whatever obstacle course they have to complete to win immunity. Like that's the show. (laughs) It's a game show now. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that doesn't surprise me. I don't know. Anyway, it's pretty entertaining. Some of the characters I think are really funny, but see the the show I'd go for that I want to watch in that same. It's no alone. Alone Ooh. is legit. I I want to start watching that yeah. one. I want to start watching that. I want to go back and watch some of the. Uh, you have Hulu, right? No. Oh, you don't? No. I think. Well, if you I know do, I've tapped into if some. If you do, all like, the but... seasons of it are on Hulu. Okay. So what about, um, the amazing race? I've never watched it. That's another one. I've always, my parents watched it and I watched like a few episodes there. That one really seemed interesting. Cause it's, you got a duo, a tag team or mm-hmm. whatever, and they just drop you somewhere and you've got to go from point A to point B by a certain time. Like you've got to make a check-in by like eight o'clock that night. Right. How you get there is up to you. Whatever you want to do. Hmm. It's, you've got a certain amount of money, so you can't, just take a taxi there because you might have 50 bucks and the taxi to get there is going to cost you 200, you know, and they're in a different work, you know, area. And so a lot of these times these people have to work or do so something and do get they, money. Did you say you've seen it or you haven't seen it? I've seen a couple episodes. Do they film it themselves or is there a camera crew following each team? Um, I think there's a camera crew following each team. Okay. And I think they do have a lot of personal lenses as well. So like a GoPro strapped to them as well. So like on a loan, they film it themselves. Like the contestants have to film everything. Yeah. But like on Survivor, there's like a full blown camera crew 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's funny because like sometimes somebody will be like, oh, I'm like searching for the immunity idol down the beach from camp or whatever. And there's like somebody recording them. So there's like someone from the camera crew blatantly standing there and they've probably got like a boom mic and stuff, you know? Uh, so I just imagine like what it actually looks like. Like if you were at the camp, you'd be like, oh man, Frank's up to that. something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's he doing down the beach? Like he's trying to be all sneaky. There's a camera crew following you everywhere. Like, there's no way. <laughs> hey, there's a camera crew randomly over there. Anyway. I wonder what's over there. I, I never understood the draw for that show, you know, when it was first out and up until, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, but now I understand why people like it. I get it, you know. I could still understand probably some seasons, though. We're probably like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to watch. One. I have a friend who's watched every season, and Ugh. that's not for me. He loves the show. It's like his favorite show probably, but didn't you say there's like 30 seasons? Yeah. There's probably more than that. It's like 15, 16. Yeah. Cause that show's been running for forever since it's been running for probably about 20 years now yeah. since I would say probably early two thousands. Yeah. I don't know. I know there's over 30 seasons. <laughs> there's a lot. It's too much. Yeah. So but then again, that's like me with my, uh, hell's kitchen. Mm. So, Chef Ramsay one. I watch every, I've seen every season of that. I like Chef Ramsay. I haven't, I can't watch Hell's Kitchen. I don't care enough about that show. That's the one with the contestants, right? Uh -huh. But I like the Kitchen Nightmares where he goes to like different <sighs> restaurants. I like that one and the Hotel Hell where he, it's yeah. the same thing, but with yeah. hotels. Yeah, those are both good. Um, anyway, I watched some of, finished the season of Survivor. I watched the movie Rango. Oh, Okay. I have not seen that one. Yeah. I tried to watch it on at least three separate occasions this I, last week, and it's it's good. I think I just kept watching it late, so I kept falling asleep. Okay. I was going to say, I've heard kind of mixed reviews on it, but. I like it. I mean, it's not, I could see why kids might not super enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but I don't see why, especially you being a big Johnny Depp fan, I, I bet you'd really like it. So there's like, you know. Easter eggs for his other films and stuff. Okay. You know, in there. And it's pretty funny. He's basically like a, an aspiring actor. Yeah. Who like gets mistaken for being a bad A and becomes the sheriff of like a small town. And like, okay. You know, he's a lizard, right? Everything goes sideways. Yeah. yeah. And he has to like step up and try to like save everybody or yeah. whatever. Anyway, that was pretty good. I, I thought. watch it. I wanted to, just never made it around to watching it. And I watched this documentary series on Netflix called The Night Stalker, which is about some serial killer during the 80s? I don't remember what time period. Okay. But a while back, I think it was during the 80s in California, and he would just like, he was like, just opportunity, like anybody, anywhere, anytime. He was... That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it was at night, obviously, but yeah. like, he didn't seem to have like, uh, like the way that they, they knew it was him going from like one house to the next was based off of his shoe prints because for, by just sheer luck, they found a footprint at one of the crime scenes and they like hit up the shoe manufacturer and they were like, Hey, can you tell us everything you can about this shoe? And they got sales records and that size of that shoe only one of them was ever shipped to California. Oh, and this geez. one guy had it. And like That's insane. Yeah, but they have no idea who bought it. That's just how they knew it was the same person yeah. committing all these crimes. And they had no idea who he was. So, like, anyway, he's just wearing <clears throat> these same shoes and leaving 
footprints in the mud and blood and dirt and stuff all over the place, and they're tracking him one by one with every footprint. He's pretty crazy, man. That's insane. Anyway, he was just like no, you know how serial most serial killers like they have like a um mo. Yeah, an mo. Yeah, like they're killing only blondes or only yeah. brunettes or whatever. This guy, it's like. Just whoever he come across. Whoever he comes across. He's, Male, he's entering the house in the middle of the night. It doesn't matter. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's weird. They say, what's the statistic on it? It's like you come across a serial killer, like, I think they said like two or three times in your lifetime. Like, Oh, what, like as an average person? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. The average person will walk past a serial killer at least two or three times in their life. Something like that. It's mm. something weird that. It's like, it's insane. Like makes you look at people a little bit differently. Makes you wonder. Hmm. That's scary. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I don't want to be walking past serial killers. Um, uh, let me think here. I think that's all I watched this week. I think. I tried watching Mandalorian. I fell asleep. Oh, I watched WandaVision. First two episodes of that. Um, If you are a fan of like what people call Nick at Night TV. Oh, okay. So, you know, like your... The Dream of Genie. Yeah, I Dream of Genie, Lucy, Bewitched. Okay. um, Gilligan's Island kind of stuff. I think you will really enjoy the first two episodes so far. Those are the only ones that are out. Because that's kind of how the show is. I have no idea because it appears to take place in that time period. Yeah. So like... First, I don't understand how Wanda and Vision can travel through time. Yeah. To get to that time period. That's so people have said. I mean, there's time travel in the Marvel Universe. Yes. But I don't know how they're getting to there. I, well, I want to try it because I haven't seen it yet. I've been waiting for Kara. Um, but my weird confusion about it, number one, is how is Vision alive? Because, of course, he died in the first Infinity War. Mm hmm. And then number two, um, I've heard a lot of people saying that there's this weird, subtle background that you can tell something is brewing, Mm. but you don't know what. Well, yeah. So they, they, they start to lean heavily into that at the end of the, at the end of both episodes. Okay. So the end of the first episode, there is some weird thing that happens at like a dinner. And then at the end of the second episode, um, some weird stuff does happen. And it appears that Wanda can rewind time. Okay. At least at the end of that episode, she does for like a second. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not passing judgment yet, but I'm willing to continue watching it. See, and there's, I think there's, only- which is more than I could say for the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> like I saw like four or five episodes of that show. And I was just like, I can't do it, man. I'm okay. And people it. can I'm, continue to tell me how great it is all day long. You're not going to change my opinion. Uh, I'm, I'm halfway through season two and I'm maybe not the same as you. I'll finish it. I'll watch them. I tried to watch another episode last night and but I couldn't do it. They're not as, I don't know. I haven't seen the hype hit yet. Like a lot of people are freaking out. Oh, this is great. See, I to think me, it's, it's just, just another it's Star show. Wars. Yeah. To me, it's another show. I enjoy it. So I'll keep watching it. I have no issues with it, but, a lot of people are like, oh, I I'm like streaming it. day <laughs> like, one. I'm going through it. Yeah. So it's I like, understand ah. why people like the show. And I think there were some redeeming qualities of it that intrigued me in those first two episodes. Yeah. But that episode on the like Marsh planet, I did not care for that at all. 
I think that whole episode is that the one sucks. where they destroy that the ad ad or whatever it is. I think so. Yeah, the saving the people. And, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't really remember much about the episode after that. I think that's the one where it's like some bounty hunters or something. Yeah. Something. And then I'm I tried to watch episode five or six, which is the one where he's like going back to maybe turn over the baby Yoda thing. Oh, he's... But I couldn't finish the episode. Yeah, it's he's just too boring, dude. He's headed back to... Yeah, I know. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. And there's that IG-88 drone. This guy, like, rebuilt it. And mm-hmm. he's like, I don't trust that drone. And they're like, he rebuilt him. And he's like, I still don't trust him. <laughs> 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 Which, you know, it's just foreshadowing. I'm sure that that drone's going to try to kill somebody. So, whatever. No, actually, it ends up saving their life at oh, the end of the he? season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, he's one of the coolest robots in and, Star Wars. And based you, purely on design, in my opinion. And do you think he'd trust drones after that? No. Nope. He doesn't. Drones. Droids. I guess droids. I sorry. Yeah. Yes. Um, we're going to have fanboys atting us <laughs> over that one. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I I do want to watch some more WandaVision, though. That show is... I'm excited to start interest. watching that it one. It is kind of weird. Like, the first episode, I was like, couldn't decide if I liked it or not. Yeah. Because it's like... It's definitely that kind of like old, you know, bewitched. I love Lucy humor. Yeah. You know, like there's a, like the, basically the opening scene, the vision is walking into the kitchen and he's reading a newspaper and Wanda is like doing the housework with her powers a la bewitched Sarah yeah. from bewitched. And so stuff's like floating around and a dish hits vision in the head and breaks. And he's like, says something about, oh, my wife and her flying saucers. And, like, you hear the crowd laugh, you know, like the stage laughter. Yeah, And then he's like, that's my husband with his indestructible head, which is, like, a terrible line. And then the crowd laughs again, you know? Yeah. So some of it is, like, kind of cringy like that a little bit. At least to me it was. But I powered through, and I did enjoy that episode as a whole. And I thought the second episode was a lot better. And I'm wondering if by the end all of that will add up and make sense. Yeah, probably. I'm, I'm hoping cause I, a lot of people are wondering, you know, why on earth would you even set this up like this? Yeah. You know, it makes no sense. By the end of the doing. second episode, everything seems to have changed from black and white to color also. Okay. So I don't know if that's permanent or not. I kind of hope not. Maybe it's, cause I think it's unique to have black and white. Yeah. TV program at this point Maybe in time back and forth. You know, it's kind of cool, but yeah, like for me, that was kind of one of the appealing aspects of it is that I knew that it was black and white, you know? Yeah. So, but whatever, hmm. whatever's I'll definitely watch it this week sometime. Yeah. You guys can, uh, send us an email at excellent movie adventures and tell us what you think. Yes. Of one division so far. Although by the time you hear this, there will probably be, uh, well, actually maybe. it's going to come out Tuesday. So maybe one more episode out. There might be three out by then. Um, anyway, should we jump into our topic for this week? Let's do it. 34 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing we can do very well. We can buy it. We can wade through the waters and bite our time. So this week, Zach picked the movie. Yes. And um, as he was picking it, we knew it was just going to be me and him for this week heading into it though we tried to reschedule in case thomas might be able to make it yeah and at first you picked what movie uh the magnificent seven the magnificent seven and i was on board for magnificent seven because i do like that movie and then you changed it to 
another movie that I wasn't as excited for. No? Did I change it to something yeah. else? You had two picks, and then you text me that we were going to do this instead. I don't remember what the other one was. Okay, well, anyway, it was two films. Anyway, I was ready to watch one of them, and, like, I was going to watch the other one, whatever it was, Yeah. when you changed it to that or whatever. But then you text me and said that you wanted to do The Last Action Hero, and I was so stoked. <laughs> because I love The Last Action Hero. I think this is the most underrated Arnold Schwarzenegger film of any Arnold Schwarzenegger film, and it's my personal favorite. I like it better than any of his other movies. You know, it makes me sad, actually, because I was reading some trivia on this, mm -hmm. and it said right here, where is it at? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, considered this movie his first real failure after an unbroken string of successes. Yeah. He also considered it to be the beginning of the end of his movie career, which I think is sad because you guys introduced me into this movie. I had, I didn't want to watch it. I didn't really care to watch it. But then about a year ago, you and Tom got me to watch it. It's great movie. It's great. It's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, every little tidbit about it, even at the end where, you know, you start seeing him in real life as an actor mm -hmm. and then him playing this part. And then you see all these other real actors like Damon Wayans and um, Chevy Chase shows up at one point. And mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I thought that was all really cool. Yeah. I um, just, I want to cover some backstory on yeah. the movie first before we dive into it. But I, I, I did read that also that he considered it a failure. And I think that was maybe a snap reaction to it. I wonder what he would say today if somebody asked him. Because I didn't remember this at first until I was doing some research. But guess what movie opened the week before this opened? What? Jurassic Park. Really? So that movie is an all-time yes. historical film. Yes. And this released the next weekend. So the week, only one week removed from Jurassic Park. You know that movie was in theaters for months. Yeah. And it probably dominated the box office. Like, how are you going to compete with that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't. Jurassic Park, I remember that one was, because I wanted to watch that when I was a kid. I remember seeing that in the drive-thru as a kid. Yeah. And just being, like, awestruck by that film. And I, to this day, love Jurassic Park. I yeah. think it's one of, it's so good. Oh, yeah. It's probably my favorite Spielberg film. Probably, without thinking too hard about it. Close to. I love it. I think it's so good. Like, it's an important part of my childhood. I remember, like, pretending, you know, <laughs> like, hanging off my bunk bed thinking, like, dinosaurs mm -hmm. were attacking me and stuff, you know, like, playing and things like that. I don't know. Even I love to this Jurassic day, Park. it's so defining. I mean, just how they, holds the up. animatronics and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Oh, yeah. 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 That T-Rex still looks good. Oh, yeah. Looks great. Um. Anyway, you can't, like, I don't think you can... So this movie was filmed on a budget of $85 million, and opening weekend it only did 15 And see, see in this gross USA, it only made 50 But worldwide, it made 137 Yeah. So, I mean, it made money. And, it's, mm. and now you stack on 30 years of streaming and home video release. This movie's definitely made money. You know see, what I mean? I, I wonder what would have happened if they would have waited and maybe released it end of July. Yeah, so with Jurassic Park, that one would have been huge for probably through the Fourth of July. It was the big summer yeah. release. Yeah. yeah, even through summer, you know. So I wonder what would happen if they would have waited until maybe even like the first week of August. Yeah, if it would have had a different outcome. 
Yeah, I think but, I think that was definitely part of it. Yeah, yeah, because I this movie did have re, some rewrites done, um, some well, of which are pretty notable. It said they were actually filming the movie up to a week before its actual release. Yeah, so pretty crazy. Yeah, because um, of unheard, reshoots and yeah, stuff. Yeah, unheard of to do that. Um, well. Not so much now. I mean, they do reshoots, but shoots, but up to a week before, that's cutting it really close. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, specifically one of the most notable rewrites I thought was the the guy who works at the theater. What's his name? Mm, yeah, Frank. Yeah, he was originally like some kind of uh, Satan worshiping guy. What? And they rewrote it so that he was like this friendly guy who works at the theater and yeah yeah so it was like gonna be a demonic thing that like sent him into the film i wouldn't have liked that yeah that it was not as cool but no you know being a, a give being that it's a ticket from like harry houdini it has like this magic and whimsy to it you know yeah like, anyway so for those of you who haven't seen this movie it is freaking awesome it's pg-13 it was basically arnold schwarzenegger's attempt at having like a family friendly film mm-hmm. to satisfy both his adult fans and his kid fans. And it just kind of ended up being a box office flop because it came out after <laughs> the week after Jurassic park. Um, well, and this was pretty much his movie from what I read, even though he didn't direct it, he was executive producer and he basically supplied all the money to it. So he got yeah. a lot of say of what happened in the movie. Um, yeah. And it's, Kind of a early spoof film, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like Hot Shots and stuff like that. Only this movie, like, it's not self-referential to deprecation. You know yes. what I mean? Like, it's still a solid film. Yeah. And it's not a joke. It's yeah. like the movie is to be taken seriously, although a comedy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, It has its comedic moment. Right. The fact that they're making fun of real life actors and poking fun at other films and stuff that is that, inside of its own cinematic universe, uh-huh. which is so far ahead of its time. It's ridiculous. Like the fact that, uh, uh, Arnold was replaced in Terminator two with, uh, Stallone. Yeah. That is one of the funniest gags. And I think I would love to have that stand up, that right? cardboard stand up somewhere. Yes. Um, that would be killer to yes. have that. I would, Hang that on the wall somewhere. It would well, be that, awesome. I would want Stallone and Schwarzenegger to sign it. Right. <laughs> uh, so funny. But that, anyway, and I didn't. I missed this part. But apparently, the T one thousand. Yeah, he's in makes the film. an appearance in it as well. Yeah, it's when they're going was, into the police station for the first time. Okay, he's coming out. He passes him, and Danny like, like oh, stops and okay. looks at him. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, the idea behind this movie is that there's this kid named Danny. And he gets a magical movie ticket and he ends up being teleported inside of a film. I mean, the kid, he lives in a bad part of New York. Yeah. He doesn't have, you know, the greatest childhood. Like his mom's a single mom. She has to work all the time. His dad's dead. He gets mugged at one point during the film, early on in the film. Guy breaks into his house. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he has this friend. Frank, this old guy who works at the local movie theater, who lets him come in and watch movies and stuff, you know. And, and this movie theater is he, run down. Yeah, <laughs> totally beat. And um, anyway, there's this series of films called the Jack Slater films, mm-hmm. which are Arnold Schwarzenegger movies in this movie. And uh, 
Jack Slater 4 is about to come out and Frank offers to let Danny see the movie ahead of time. So he goes there to see the movie before its release and he gets the magical movie ticket from Frank who received it from Harry Houdini. It's not technically a movie ticket. It's just a ticket. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, he tears it and hands it to him. And then at some point during the film, the ticket activates and it like sucks him into the movie. Just well, like immediately it. teleports him in there. At first he knows this is a huge TNT dynamite. Yeah. Stick of dynamite. Of uh-huh. He starts freaking out and runs and then somehow ends up, in, in the, the movie. Ba- yeah. Yeah. And um, then proceeds to spend the rest of the film trying to convince Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> that he's a character inside of a movie. And then nothing, none, none of this is real, uh, which has so many hilarious gags. Oh, yeah. I will. Well, I rep- love the part yeah. where he hands him the, the card and he says, here, say this word. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you, you're just a child, aren't you? You, know, you can't say it because it's PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. Because this movie's only PG thirteen. <laughs> I like early there's a part two where he's like, I could prove this movie this is a movie. Oh yeah, how? Take your gun out and shoot me. Put your gun to my head and pull the trigger. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. You're not gonna do that, or you can't do that, because this movie's only PG thirteen and I'm a kid, so you can't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Which makes like almost no sense because he just got done watching Jack Slater three. Where Arnold Schwarzenegger's son dies yeah. right as the film ends uh-huh. in a pretty horrific way. Yeah. And they show it over and over again as flashbacks throughout uh-huh. the movie, you know? And the movie's PG-13, so it's kind of breaking its own rule. It's true. But um, anyway, the cast for this film is just so good. So um, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays himself as Jack Slater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and kind of almost most of the actors do that, you know. Yeah. Uh, Charles Dance plays Benedict, who's the one-eyed, uh, yes, uh, henchman. Yeah. I guess. Um, Frank McRae as Decker, the police sergeant. Um, Tom <laughs> Noonan plays himself as the Ripper. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, let's see here. Art Carney is Frank. Um. Danny DeVito is the cat, the, the cat. animated cat. Uh-huh. Ian McKellen is death as plays himself. Sir Ian McKellen as death because he's in that movie and then comes out of the movie. That's as death. right. <laughs> yes. Um, there's just so much of that in this film. Um, Anthony Quinn is Vivaldi and there's one more villain, right? Hmm. It was Tom Noonan's. It was Ripper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, Anyway, there's a bunch of other, like like you were saying earlier, kind of uh, cameo appearances. Uh Um, I love that his wife is, like, when they're on the red carpet, you can tell that she's, like, annoyed by him, like, promoting this Uh film and stuff. She's like, come on, let's go. Let's get (laughs) out of here. Um, I also respect that he was willing to play himself as a dick. Yeah. Because he really comes off as a jerk. Yeah. You know what I mean? As himself. Not the Jack Slater character, but the Arnold Schwarzenegger character. character, Yeah. He really does come off as just like a dickhead. Yeah. You know? And um, I like that he's willing to poke fun at himself in that way. You know what I mean? Because it it really does further the character development of Jack Slater in the film. Um, I don't know, man. Like, this movie is 
way better than people give it credit for. It is. I think if a lot of people just went and gave it a chance, like I did, yeah, you'd like it. Um, Jim Belushi is in it. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Chris Conley. Karen Duffy. Yeah. Lisa Gibbons. MC Hammer. <laughs> Little Richard. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Robert Patrick is the T-1000. Mm-hmm. And Maria Shriver, his, his, his wife. wife. Sharon Stone. Jean-Claude Van Damme as himself. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. He's at the premiere. Melvin Van Peebles, Damon Wayans. Oh, did you say that already? Yeah, did. Da- yeah, Damon Wayans. Um, Tina Turner. I forget Tina Turner is, is in the mayor. The, yeah, she's <laughs> the mayor in the very, the very first part. Yeah, I forgot yep. about that. Oh, man. I think that's all the notable ones. And then, oh, yeah, who's the kid? Uh, Danny, the Danny, Danny, Danny. Kid. Austin O'Brien. Yes. Which I don't know if he's in anything nowadays, really. Doesn't sound super familiar to me. Um, not necessarily. I mean, he's his last thing credited was in 2015, mm. but it looks like just a few things here and there. But yeah, this Nothing movie too big. F- this movie came out in 1993, and I think you'll notice as we talk through the movie, like there's so much stuff in it that's like commonplace among movies now. You know what I mean? And this movie was doing it back then, which is pretty awesome when you think about it, you know? And this movie was originally written by just two roommates who wanted to, like, spoof the Lethal Weapon films, essentially. (laughs) And then it got rewritten a a handful of times. um, Which at one point they did. um, When the house gets blown up, I don't know if you caught that. So uh, right when he enters into the movie, the kid, um, and then uh, Arnold shows up to that house Uh and he's, Part his or who is that guy? His, his favorite dad? second cousin. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> um, which I think is a joke at Jackie Chan, because it's always his uncle that dies. Oh, that's right. So I think that's a joke that's about my Jackie favorite Chan films. second cousin. Yeah, <laughs> but when that house explodes, um, there was that one black officer who was in the trees or whatnot, mm-hmm. and he was oh, just yeah. like two days before my retirement, <laughs> and then he dies. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that right. Was a, that was a poke at uh, Danny Glover's character, yeah. Lethal Weapon. Anyway, this movie is just so funny because it's just referencing all these other films and making fun of them, but it's not another teen movie, a scary yeah. movie. It's, yeah, not it's not something like any of those things. Dumb by the end, and it's a film that has a fake film in it. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not like scream is with the stab movies yeah you know like the fake the movie that within a movie that is the movie that we experience yeah which is pretty awesome when you think about it as you say because there are like movies within movies in yeah. other films but that's but you don't not get the experience see, you yeah, don't you get, don't get to, to see, see the movie inside the but movie. that's what we're seeing and yeah. i think that's pretty unique you know um anyway i uh my before we get into like a bunch of the Schwarzenegger stuff and the funny things from the movie. My favorite part of the whole film is the Hamlet trailer <laughs> that Danny daydreams when he's in his, uh, I don't know what class that would be. Yeah. Um, but he's in some class and the teacher who is the mom in Dennis, the menace, the, the neighbor that's lady. That's right. The, yeah. I can't that's, remember I her name. To figure out what she came off of. Um, maybe you can look it up. I don't um, remember her name, but she's a famous actress too. Her name in real life is Joan Plowright. Okay. But she played Martha Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, she's the teacher and she's like, 
Um, I'm going to show you guys a clip from the movie from, I think it's Hamlet, right? Is that the one that takes uh-huh. place in Denmark? And um, anyway, he's kind of the first action hero, as you will. And we're about to watch a movie called The Last Action Hero, which I think <laughs> was pretty great. And then um, basically it goes into this black and white style trailer and it's like something is rotten in the state of Denmark. <laughs> and uh, you just hear Jean, or Schwarzenegger just be like, Hey, Claudius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, he, first it starts and Danny's watching the video. Yeah. And the guy's sneaking up behind him to, like, stab that guy. And then he stops. And he's like, stay thy hand, fair prince, for whatever, whatever, whatever. And he's uh-huh. like, don't talk. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> you know, because he's so used to, like, action movies of that, of yeah. his time period. And then he dreams this trailer up because he's falling asleep at his desk. And Schwarzenegger is just like, Hey, Claudius, and he grabs him by, you know, his shirt or whatever. And he's yeah. like, you killed my favorite second cousin. Big mistake. And then he, <laughs> like, kicks that guy out the window. And I love how the window turns to color because uh-huh. it's like a pane glass window. And it makes that noise, like, when you level up in Call of Duty, yes. that scream. And it's like, Wah! which I want to know if that's where that scream comes from. Ooh. Because when... I heard that playing Call of Duty like years ago. Yeah. Because it would make that, you know what scream I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's from The Last Action Hero. But I wonder if that's what it's actually from. I should have looked that up. I didn't think about that until just now. That could be interesting. Um, But uh, anyway, it plays that crazy scream. And uh, then he's like walking over to this other king character or whatnot. And then he's like... it cuts and he's like sitting down with a skull in his hand and he's like to be or not to be and then it just turns and he's like not to be and he throws the skull and it like shatters on that other guy's face Uh and then he's just like he walks up to this thing and he like cuts the he like swings his sword and it like cuts this like thing open the guy's hiding behind yeah and he pokes his head out and he's like stay thy hand fair prince and he's like who said I was fair? And he pulls out a Mac-10 or an right. Uzi, and he, and he unloads on that guy. On everybody. And then it cuts, and he has an MP5, so the yeah. gun changes, which I've always thought is weird. Oh, and, I uh, never noticed yeah, that. Yeah, it instantly is a different gun, and he's just walking through this, like, courtyard of uh-huh. this castle, just capping everybody, just murdering everyone. Oh, man. It's so good. I have to admit, that was actually that, really hilarious. I, um, I remember this... This is kind of how much of a nerd I am. I was talking to somebody this week about that. Yeah. And they were like, that's got to be one of the like the greatest, you know, fake movies within a movie. And I was like, well, that's not technically the fake movie within the movie. Jack Slater is the fake movie. That's just a dream sequence. Because that movie was never being made. It's true. Even within that movie yeah. universe, it's not real. It's not real at all. Oh. And then we looked it up and somebody had made like a YouTube video, like top 10 fake movies within a movie or yeah. whatever. And that was on the list. And I'm like, shouldn't be on the it's list. It's not a fake movie. It's not a fake movie within yeah. a movie. Because it's a dream it's sequence. Just, yeah, it's just a dream sequence. Yeah. Of- Technically, Jack Slater is the fake movie within the movie. And that is a great movie. It should be number one. <laughs> uh, see, my my favorite part in it is when... And I just... I, I thought it was hilarious. So he... Falls in that pit of tar. Oh, and yeah. And then he comes out and he wipes his face off. He goes, see, normal people wouldn't be able to get tar off just like that. 
And then it does. He's a, wiping it off with a paper yeah. towel. And then he does a cut scene, and he comes back, and his hair's all clean at that uh-huh, point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, his daughter comes rolling up. Hey, Dad, I just thought you know you need an extra change of clothes. Starts throwing. He goes, "This doesn't happen." <laughs> yeah. This is all too convenient when you think. <laughs> I, I love this movie. Um, all the gags I think pay off pretty well. There's oh, yeah. a few of like one-liners that maybe aren't the best, but. I think all the gags pay off great. Um, let me see here. Uh, the very beginning of this movie of Jack Slater four, or is it just the movie in general? Oh yeah. The movie, our movie, the last action hero starts out at the end of Jack Slater three. Yes. And when I saw this movie as a kid, I, I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it on home release later okay. on, and I almost felt like I was missing out on Jack Slater films that I had never seen. Right. Because this fake movie universe is really cool. You know, like the movie starts out and it's like all these SWAT officers and stuff are pulling up around this building. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they're like, we sent SWAT in a minute ago. They should be on their way out. And you just hear like gunshots and they look up and you just see this SWAT officer just get dumped over the side of the building and fall. It was like, he's already dead, but he yeah. just falls and smashes into a car. And like the music, it's all intense. And like, he just comes walking across the tops of the police cars <laughs> with those snakeskin boots and that uh-huh. big cigar in his mouth. Just like, I think that this movie is the most, I don't know. I think that's the coolest Arnold Schwarzenegger has ever looked. Oh, yeah. As far as, like, his characters. Oh, yeah. Just being, like, just looking, like, cool. Like, yeah. a cool dude, you know? Like, this is the coolest. He's got, like, the stubble that a cop would have, just you know what perfect, I mean? Yeah, just that, that perfect stubble. Yeah, that giant cigar that he smoked uh-huh. down to, like, a nub. Huge gun, the snakeskin boots, leather jacket, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's got it all, man. Like, Everything the cool guys in the movies like would have from that time period, uh-huh. he's rocking it in that movie. And uh, he's walking across the police cars, and you just hear Decker, police officer, Slater, <laughs> just yelling, you go in there, you're losing your badge. And he just and tosses I'm not giving it. it back. Yeah. <laughs> he just tosses it to him over his shoulder like he doesn't even care. Uh-huh. And um, I think that the one misstep in this film is I wish they had done more with the Ripper character. Yes. Because I just think he's so colorful of a villain, you yes. know, like they, they kind of have every kind of villain in this film. If you think about it, like, I mean, not every kind, but they have like the mob boss. Yeah. And then they have like the main, like plotting villain, like the guy who is le- a legitimate threat uh-huh. in, um, Benedict. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the guy thinks through everything that's going on. He overthrows his boss in the film, yeah. you know, he is the underlying threat yeah. and the real danger in the film. But then you have the Ripper character and this guy is responsible for the emotional trauma of Jack Slater. He killed his son. Well, they even bring him back at the end and you really just don't get to know who the Ripper yeah, is. Yeah, they kind of don't use yeah. him enough. And he's basically a serial murderer. Yeah. An axe murderer, like a real axe murderer. Yeah. And he is terrifying, like horror film style villain. Oh, yeah. Just creepy looking. Yeah, super scary looking. Um, And, you know, he takes kids hostage and he's going to kill them all on top of this rainy rooftop Mm -hmm. and stuff until Jack Slater shows up. Which that scene that they keep showing where he dives onto the ground and he throws that axe. Yes. And it like comes by him. That is the coolest thing 
of like it's all like, the like shootout scenes in the movie. It's like Matrix before it was Matrix. <laughs> it's cool, man. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um. Anyway, I love the opening to this. Like they're telling him, "Don't you dare go in there," you know. And um, he's like, "Jack Slater, I've got right here the deputy mayor," and he's like, punches that guy. Yeah. And he's like. Call me when the mayor gets here. <laughs> and then the boss radios that SWAT officer and he's like, Jack Slater's on his way in. Don't let him up there. And he's like, no problem. And he turns around and he's standing right there. And he's just like, you want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. That's- and he kicks that guy in the balls. <laughs> and he flies him. into the air. Yes. And they add that crazy sound effect. Like, <laughs> yes. It's so over the top. I love it. I love the intro to this. Like, as a movie, like, a way to meet this character. Just the lines are over the top. Everything about him. Like, you just see how awesome he is, you know? And then he gets up to the roof where the Ripper is, and he's, like, got his son there, you know? And he's, like, throw your gun on the ground, man. And he throws the gun down, and he's, like, come on. Do you think I'm stupid? I know you have more than one. And he's (laughs) pulling out, like, six or seven guns. (laughs) Like, they're in a pile on the ground. And then finally, like, pulls out this grenade and, like, rolls it over to him. I don't know. It's just, there's, like, it's, like, the perfect blend of comedy and action. And it's tongue-in-cheek, but it's serious at the same time. Yeah. You know? Like, you can watch this and take it kind of seriously. Yeah. Because you end up getting to know this character as a real person, kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, over time a little bit. Yeah. So, anyway, then... He the film goes out of focus because Frank, the projectionist, <laughs> fell asleep. So he goes upstairs. I think it's kind of crazy that that's how that movie ends too. Like that movie ends right after his son is yeah, murdered. Yeah, pretty much his son dies. He and the movie well, ends. He kill, does he? No, he doesn't kill the Ripper. He shoots. Yeah, he he jumps onto the ground. He shoots the Ripper, and the Ripper grabs his son as he falls yeah. off the building. But the Ripper doesn't die because the Ripper comes back at the end of the movie. Well, he comes back because he pulled him out of the film. He didn't live through the end of Jack Slater 3. I think he dies. I mean, who knows? Okay. But theoretically, he could go to any movie that's playing in a theater and bring someone out of it. That's right. Because he said he went through a bunch of movies. Right. He's like, yeah, I went through this movie and this movie. Because Ian McKellen ends up playing Death. You know, That's right. Which I feel like that's almost kind of a missed opportunity. Yes. Too. Like... They kind of missed out on the opportunity to have him face some other kind of iconic villains. Yeah. You know, or in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. But uh, I, I just think uh, that's a dark way for that movie to end. Yeah. You know, like if you're a fan of the Jack Slater series of films, you've sat through one and two, which we barely know what happens because they barely reference them. Yeah. But like the end of Jack Slater 3 has a pretty awesome like buildup. And then he shoots the Ripper, and the Ripper murders his son and drags him to his death, falling off the top of a building, which is horrific. And then the credits roll. Yeah. It's like, if you're a fan in the theater, you're like, (laughs) you know? And then it's kind of weird, because Jack Slater 4 doesn't start in a dark place. It's just like... And it's like exploding through different walls, uh-huh. you know? And then it's just him going to his favorite second cousin's house. And the movie, he's like kind of cutting the one-liners and making jokes already, yeah. you know? Well, it starts off with the villains at first, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but I'm just yeah. saying like where you, oh, where you, where you Jack, meet up yeah. with Jack Slater Yeah, again. that's right. You know, it's like the last time we saw you, your son was being murdered. Yeah. And now you're like... Now it's like, God, what, four or five years 
down the road yeah, or something if like that. that. If yeah, that. who knows yeah. how long. Yeah. They don't say in the film how long it's been. That's true, yeah. I guess they do, actually. Um, when they're at the daughter's house. Yeah, I was going to say. He I sees saw, the picture, and they're like, oh, th- two or three years ago. That's right, yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, this happened two or three years ago, which you would think is probably the production So I guess that's time. A, enough time to pass that he would kind of be going on with his normal yeah. everyday life. Which you would think about it, too, which is kind of genius. That's about enough production time back then to do another movie. Yeah. I mean, because... About two to three years, that's gonna you're gonna get enough time to film it, <laughs> yeah, and do all your producing and everything and put it out. Um, I also like the introduction of the magical ticket. How he's given this speech about like how he got it from Harry Houdini when uh-huh. he was a kid, and he was like, and he took this made a gesture with his hand, and then this ticket appears, and he can't do the magic trick, so he just like holds his hand up, and then he just like holds the ticket up with his other hand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I always thought that was really funny. He made a gesture just like this. And you think he's going to like make the ticket up here. And then he just holds it up. (laughs) And then he's like, you know, he says something, something. It's a magic ticket. It'll take you on a journey to another world. And now it's yours. And now it's yours. (laughs) He just hands it to him. (laughs) Doesn't he even just like the kid not even care if I remember right. Doesn't he just rip it? No, Frank rips it when he hands it to him. Yeah. Um, the kid likes Frank. He's bought into yeah. the story. Yeah. But, um, I, that scene where he gets his house broken into when he's home, that's pretty yeah. rough too. Um, he definitely makes you feel what, bad for that kid. It makes you almost Although, wonder. I mean, if he wasn't, if he had, if he had been mine and his mom, that wouldn't have happened to it's him. It's true. <laughs> but it's also at the same time, man, if I'm a parent, like I, maybe I have no other choice, but man, what are you doing raising a kid in that area? Like, yeah. I mean, people, you know, they find themselves in all kinds of financial situations, yeah. so whatever. Yeah, but. I was going to say, yeah, it is what it is. But, yeah, even the part where he opens up the door, sees the one guy and Herring tries to it's shut it. It's the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. Herring tries to shut it, and then that guy comes and break back, and, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. If he'd have listened to his mom and stayed inside, that never would have happened. Never unlocked the door. Yeah. Just had to go and see Jack Slater for. I'm going to teach my kids. I'm going to let my kids watch and teach them a lesson. <laughs> see what happens. What is it with you? <laughs> you open the door and you're not supposed to. Someone's going to no break in. No jewelry, no cash, no VCR. You had a crap TV. It's going to get me 20 bucks. Go fishing. Throws the, uh-huh. the key to the handcuffs into the toilet. Uh-huh. Oh, man. I like all the parts of this movie. <laughs> Even the bad ones. Oh, man. Anyway, he goes to the film. They rip the ticket. And like you said, he's watching it unfold. And uh, the, we see the bad guys, you know, kind of sets up the dynamic between them. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, kind of kicks off from there. We see what happens to the second cousin because they're like torturing him as they're basically explaining what the plot is yeah. going to be. They're giving us the exposition for the film. Um, there's no Basil in this film. <laughs> Reference to last week when yes. we covered, or two weeks ago two when weeks we ago. we covered the Austin Powers film. Go check it out. And um, anyway, so they're giving us some exposition for what's going to be happening, and uh, then it cuts to well, we go through the opening credits. To which I have to talk about the soundtrack for this film real quick because it is phenomenal. I don't well, know if had, you noticed while you were listening to it, but they had ACDC make a song especially for this movie. Yeah, it's called Big Gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's 
awesome. But just listen to everything that's on here. So Alice in Chains, ACDC, Megadeth, which is the opening credits song. Okay. Um, Queen's Reich, which I'm pretty sure they only use like a small clip of that song. And it's like right at the end of like one of the accidents or something like that. One of the, like a car exploding or something. Um, But Def Leppard, Anthrax, Aerosmith, Cypress Hill, Tesla. Cypress Hill was in it. And Buckethead. And they all do tracks for this. Jeez. Like this movie's soundtrack is legit. And they use the songs in a really good way. Like every time I've listened, I've watched this movie, like the score for the film is one of the best things about it. Oh yeah. You know, easily like when something dramatic is happening, you hear that big, like barrel arrow with the guitar or like the, like the swells from like the bent strings on a guitar. (laughs) When like some crazy stuff's going down and time's starting to slow down and stuff, you know, it gets all dramatic. Even into the small part where they use, um, uh, the song for the theme show of, uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah. Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the best Easter, or it's not really an Easter eggs, but one of the best references in the whole movie, I think. Where he figures out that he's from a, yeah. Yeah. Go get the ticket. The bad guy gets the ticket and he like leans against the, he, what happens? He He puts his hand against the wall. Yeah. His like fingers go through through. the wall and he like doesn't know what to think. And then that theme plays. Uh (laughs) (laughs) You could step into another world. (laughs) Oh man. And you can just see like the gears turning in his head. Uh, and then he puts his <laughs> hand up against the wall again. Yeah. Smiles. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, anyway, they, he goes to his second cousin's house and that there's a bomb. Essentially he's, you know, they killed his second cousin. They get him there. There's a bomb. But then the chase scene that ensues right after that is yes. when the dynamite, they're throwing dynamite at him in his car while they're chasing him. And one of them comes through the movie and lands in the aisle next to Danny. Mm-hmm. And so he like doesn't know what to think at first. And then he gets scared and gets up to run away from it. And it explodes and he wakes up in the back of Arnold Schwarzenegger's car Yeah, in this Jack Slater film in the middle of this car chase. And uh, he's like, what are you doing back there? And he's like, I don't know. I just, well, I just, yeah, I just woke up I here. I just woke up here. <laughs> and he's like, there's dynamite in the back seat. And I like how Schwarzenegger like catches it with one hand and like snaps his fingers to like put it out. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, there's like chasing him around and stuff, but he throws, I don't remember exactly what happens, but they like hit the car or shoot somebody and they go flying into like an ice cream truck and that ice cream truck explodes. That's and then right. an ice cream cone embeds itself in the back of one of the other bad guy's heads that's still in the truck. Did you notice that? No. It hits him in the back of the head and he falls over dead and you can see it poking up out of the back of his head like the ice cream oh, ball awesome. on top. And that's when he says, I iced that guy to cone a phrase. <laughs> it's like one of the worst one-liners I've, I mean, oh. I've ever heard, like, equipped to killing someone. But it's just so hilarious because he yeah. killed someone with an ice cream cone by accident. And that's just foreshadowing of him being Mr. Freeze. Yeah. <laughs> Getting his revenge. He yes. says, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. But the dinosaurs killed his movie, The Last Action Hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, there's just so much good stuff in this film. Oh, we forgot. Who plays the daughter? Oh, it's the chick from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, she's in Mortal Kombat and Billy Madison. Yes. 
Where is she at? It's wow, it's way far down the list. I don't Meredith understand. something, right? Uh Bridget Wilson. Bridget Wilson. Yeah. Um Anyway, she's great in this too, and she just plays the daughter character. And she's not in it for very long. She's in a few scenes. Yeah, but she's yeah. in a few scenes. Um Anyway, I like that she also can kick someone in the nuts hard <laughs> enough to send them flying. You can tell she's his daughter, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, after that opening chase scene, we get some more kind of hilarious movie stuff. You know, he goes back to report to the cops like what happened. And they're like entering the movie, the police station for the first time. Yes. You see the T-1000 and it's like, it's, even at this point in time, Danny is just realizing he's in a movie. Yeah. You know, he doesn't really realize where he is. Yeah. And I think that is awesome. You know, like he's seeing these ladies in these crazy outfits. Yes. Which Um, I always thought was weird too. Yeah. But I think that's just part of the joke. I think they're kind of making fun of other films because, you know, like futuristic action movies, people are always wearing weird stuff. Well, like all the uh, female females in this movie are all wearing like, these latex mini skirts and see, I almost wonder if it was a throw at demolition man, but I think demolition man came after this. Did it? I think it did. Mm, It was 93. They both came out in 93. Yeah. Demolition man came out in 93. It was released. I was released October 8th. So it was released after. So yeah, maybe it's not a throw. I almost felt like it was a little bit, but maybe it's not. Yeah, it's kind of weird because, like, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger, they were kind of, like, competitors, but not really. Yeah, it's almost like they were best of friends, almost. Yeah, you would like, think. they were never in movies together. Yeah. But, like, if one of them passed on an action film, the other one would do it. Yes. You know? Um, which just makes it so much funnier that in this universe, Stallone is the one who is the Terminator. Yeah. And not Schwarzenegger, which is just so funny. Um. Anyway, he starts to like kind of piece together like that he's in this film and all of the scenes where he's trying to convince him that he's in a movie is just so funny. So the one where he tries to get him to swear, the one where he tries Uh to get him to shoot him. And then later when they're in the office and they're like getting yelled at, he's like, I got it. I can prove that we're in a movie. And he's like, oh yeah, a cartoon cat just walked into the precinct. Yeah. And the cartoon cat voiced by Danny DeVito. Uh And he's like. Yeah, so he was only suspended for 30 days. He's supposed to be back. Like, it's just every day to him, you know? And he's like, think about what I just said. A cartoon cat just walked into the precinct. Yes, and he'll do it again tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And that part is so funny because that in the background is the scene where, like, everybody's getting partnered up Uh because that's the scene where they end up telling Arnold that, hey, He's your partner, this little kid, uh-huh. which is something that would never happen. No, ever. And he even says, in a real world, they wouldn't make me your partner. They'd assign me to some kind of social worker or something, Yeah, which is true. It's true. <laughs> but in the background, you can hear them assigning partners, and they're like, you're, you know, detective so-and-so, you're with officer whatever. And then officer... James, you're with the rabbi and they like shake hands and it's like a rabbi, you know what I mean? Uh And then, so officer Petunia or whatever her name is, you're with whoever's Danny DeVito's name of the cartoon cat. cat. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Um, which is just so funny, you know, know. well, and that's the other thing too, is blatant sexual harassment right in front of the guy and then grabs her butt and 
She like she like, turns around to like beat him up. Uh-huh. She takes like a karate stance <laughs> and everything. <laughs> oh. I like it. him and Arnold are just friends. Like they're just buddies. Uh-huh. Um, Arnold has that fake tape recording of his wife in his desk. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're like, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Jack Slater, your wife's online too. And he just gets like a tape recorder out and plays it. Uh-huh. But the the calls, I kind of like how flawed his character is. Like you get to know, like being Jack Slater has actually been horrible for him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like the, the experience that we see on screen isn't like he's Jack Slater even when the movie's not playing. Mm-hmm. So the like the the cinematic universe is moving when we're not watching it. Yeah, which is kind of an interesting thought because like. He someone. pays someone to call and pretend to be his ex-wife uh-huh. because she won't talk to him anymore. Yes. Which is sad that he would do that in the first place and then have recordings for someone to just pretend to listen to. It's make people jealous. My ex-wife still wants me. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, what else? When they go to his apartment, he like walks in and he just turns and shoots the closet. Yeah. And he's like, whoa. How did you know there was a bad guy in there? There's He's always like, there's a always a bad guy, guy in there. <laughs> and, and the whole place is empty too. Mm-hmm. Like there's like nothing in there. Yeah. Um, except for his exact same outfit, which uh-huh. is on like eight different hangers. <laughs> he just has the same clothes over and over and over again. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I like also um, after they leave, when they're leaving there, because first off, a hilarious moment I thought is when they're getting yelled at by the sergeant and his ears actually have steam coming out of them. Yes. He br- it, the windows shatter. He just keeps yelling and just talking so, so fast. Yeah. And, yeah. and then if you notice every time they go back there, they're like repairing the windows in the background uh-huh. because he shatters them that uh-huh. first time when he's yelling or whatever. Um, but uh, they go to the blockbuster movie theater, although it's planet Hollywood is where is they it go. Planet Hollywood. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's planet. Hollywood. Okay. And uh, they go there, and all he's he's like, look at this. There's no ugly girls anywhere. All these women are beautiful. And he's like, it's Hollywood. It's Los Angeles. That's Los Angeles for you. He's like, you think this uh, this good looking of a girl would be working here? (laughs) I agree. She should be working with us undercover, of course. (laughs) And he's like, where are the Schwarzenegger films at? And she's like, foreign films are in the back. And he's like, no, this guy's an action star. And so she points him like to where the Stallone thing uh-huh. is. And uh, at one point he's like, I can't remember what the thing is Danny says. And he's like, um, you know, you're supposed to be a cop or whatever. And he's like, no, I'm the famous comedian, Arnold Braunschweiger. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and he oh. says that twice. So, which is hilarious because he probably like coming up in Hollywood as Conan and Hercules. Yeah, I, someone people probably, probably mispronounced his name all the time. Oh yeah, I mean people still do, you know. Oh yeah, and um, it's just funny to think that like in his universe he doesn't exist, so he can't pronounce his own name. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's what I think is hilarious about it, is he loves to make fun of himself, like mm-hmm. you said earlier about him being in kind of a douchebag and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. he can poke fun at his own self. And, uh, anyway, they're at the movie theater. And then later he's like, you were in this movie. And the girl behind him is like, you were in a movie. And he's like, yes, it was called my girl of my dreams. And it starred you. 
<laughs> like he's just trying to pick oh, up on girls right. everywhere he goes. That's right. And so they get to the counter, and I don't even think they're buying anything. No. Maybe he rented Terminator. I don't know. But yeah. anyway, he was they're leaving, and he was like, "Miss, what's your phone number?" And she doesn't want to give it, and he's like, "It's okay. I'm a police officer." And so she's like, five, five, five. Oh, I was going to go back and check this. But I think she says like some number like 2083. Yeah. And then um, the number for the store is like five, 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 three, two, oh, eight or something. It's like the same exact numbers just, just shuffled around. Shuffle. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and check it. But either way, he's like, what are the chances of that? And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, there can only be 9,999 phone numbers that start with 555. Uh-huh. And he's like, that's why we have area codes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally has an answer for everything yeah, that he comes he up with. Yeah, he could just refute every time he's proving <laughs> that the movie isn't real. He can either refute it or he just calls him childish. Uh-huh. Which is so funny because when he's like trying to get him to shoot him, that's right after he gets assigned to him as a partner. Yes. You know, and they're going to go look for drug dealers or whatever. And then when he tries to get him to say the swear word, that's right after the house blows up. Uh-huh. Um, not the house at the beginning, but the, the daughter's yes, house. Yes, the daughter's yeah. house, which I also thought was funny. Did you notice his cigar? It looked uh, like a cartoon cigar. Oh, did it? It was literally split in fours <laughs> all the way down to the middle. And he, because he pulls it out of the body bag. And then he goes to light or whatever, and it's split in fours like a normal, like a cartoon cigar. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Which I highly doubt in real life a cigar would do that. One of the things I thought was hilarious back to the beginning of the film after that initial car chase, there's a dead guy who lands like in a dumpster and his feet are sticking up out of the top of it. And he kills that guy. If he's not already dead, he lights his cigar with the dynamite. And then That's, throws yeah. it into the dumpster and just rolls away. <laughs> oh, it was chicken. That's why they the yeah. guy crashes and he That's ends right. up in yeah, the dumpster. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not dead yet. But which comes in the, uh, that was the other funny part. Where come plays later when he's in the real world. Uh huh. Get out of the car. I'm gonna play chicken with him. <laughs> and he just crashes. And then he's like, "You are going to die. This is the real world." And it literally just shows him playing chicken. They just boom. <laughs> Cars just thud, stop, and. Yeah, this this movie, it really is like just the second, I don't know, it gets off to a hot start, this film, and then it goes into character introducing mode, mm-hmm. you know? But then the second he gets into the movie, we're just off to the races. Oh, yeah. You know, the movie is flying by. It's super funny. Um, again, one of my favorite parts in the film is when he uh, tells him he knows where the bad guys are. Yes. And they're driving around, and he's like, no, nah, it's not that one. It looked a lot like that one, but it would have been on this side of the road because it had an ocean view. You know, it was kind of one of these like Italian looking places that looked like that one. In fact, just like that one, the bad guys are in there. <laughs> and so he hands him his badge and he's like, here you go. I think you can have this. And he's like, I don't think I've earned it yet. And he's like, you don't think you've earned it yet? Think about it. I went all my years through fingerprint analysis and how to talk people down off of ledges and you know, negotiating with terrorists and all this police academy training, all of that. I wasted all those years doing all of that when all I had to do was drive around the neighborhood and point at houses and say, the bad guys are in there. (laughs) (laughs) He gets so mad at him. And then they drive up to the house. They drive up to the house and he just knocks on the door and he's like, the, the guy, the, who basically looks like odd job comes to the door. Yes. 
And he's just like, hi, we're out in the neighborhood killing drug dealers. Are there any drug dealers in the house? That's right. We're out I, killing drug dealers. I would like to talk to the main drug dealer of the house, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's like, what? And he's like, we're out in the neighborhood killing drug dealers. Are there any in the house? And he just laughs and closes the door in their face. And he goes back and they're talking for a second. And then Benedict shows up. Uh-huh. And he's like telling me he's got the glass eye. And he's like, can you take your sunglasses off? And he's like, uh, no. You know, like, because he does have the glass eye and he overhears him talking yeah. about it. So he knows that something's up, which I love the glass eye um, characteristic of this character. Yeah. Because I like how they change it out. As the movie goes on, like yeah. he's wearing a different one all the time. Well, and at that time he has the smiley face on, which Arnold is like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. He turns around and walks away and he goes, and that's when Benedict catches on a little bit because he's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. When I was saw him yeah, earlier. He was wearing a different yeah, one. He yeah, he was wearing the crosshairs, the red crosshairs or whatever. Yeah. Like, now he has that one on. And then later he's got like the cat's eye one. Uh-huh. And then there's, I don't know which one he's wearing. Is that the one he's wearing when they go to the girl's house? Because that's the one that's also a bomb. I think Which, so. Think about it. That guy's walking around with a bomb right. inside his own head. Literally, all I have to do is just adjust it just right. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's crazy, man. Right? Anyway, he's like, snaps his fingers and all these dogs show up. And he's, they like, he snaps his fingers the first time <laughs> and they go into a pyramid. And he's like, if I snap my fingers one more time, those dogs will... You'll you'll have to you'll find yourself in different areas of my backyard being pooped out by these dogs. <laughs> and he's like, "How are we going to snap your fingers after I rip off both of your thumbs?" <laughs> Which I love. I think that is a great oh. one-liner. It's so funny. <laughs> oh man, that movie is so good. And I like the dynamic how the the main boss is like always saying stuff. Like, was he confused? Was he going around like? You know, like, he's getting all spun around like a 360. It's a Which 180 uh, Vivaldi. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so not yeah. the main villain. Oh, that's right, Benedict, yeah, 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 yeah. The Benedict boss through the beginning of the film. That's right. Is yeah, like he's always pool, saying yeah. stuff. And he's like, it's easy as pi- easy as cake. And he's like, it's pie, you idiot. Like, <laughs> he has to keep correcting all of his puns, you know? And then he finally gets tired of it. And end. he just and kills him uh-huh. in the pool. <laughs> just shoots him right in the pool. And then he says the same thing again. He goes, oh, is this how you're going to do it? You're just going to turn a 360 on me and it's just a kill me? It's a 180. What? If, if it was a 360, I'd go all the way around and end up right back where I started. And he's like, what? And he just kills him. Uh-huh. <laughs> he doesn't understand. Oh, man. I love uh, also uh, that scene where they go to the funeral on top of the building. Yes. I like the reveal of that guy who they meet, practice, yes. John practice, and he thinks that he's like, watch out for that guy. He killed Mozart. Mo who? <laughs> Zart. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks the guy's name is Mo Zart. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. So oh. funny. What? But, like, the cartoon cat saves them there, yes. which is funny when they get ambushed by that guy. But then they're, like, Danny's working the things, and he's up on the building getting Tony the fart. Yeah, like it's like these two mob families yeah. are all at this one guy's funeral, and they've put a bomb inside his dead body of nerve gas Yes, to kill everyone. Did you notice how they armed the bomb? They, like, turn his watch and pull yeah, his finger. Yeah, pull his finger. Yes. <laughs> I so noticed that he's go take care of the body. <laughs> <laughs> so they pull his finger and then they leave. And um, Arnold is like, 
I'm just here to pay my respects. And he leaves over and he's like, help me. This man's not dead. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, I'll start celebrating. <laughs> then he picks him up and he's like running through the crowd with him. I need, a doctor. Like, I need a doctor. I need a doctor. I'm a doctor. Uh, check his wrist. And he like leans over to check his wrist and he smashes uh-huh. him in the head with this like, with the dead guy's head, I guess. Uh-huh. And he's like, the doctor is unconscious. Somebody help me. <laughs> <laughs> and they all pull guns on him. And he just like puts his hands up and dumps the body off yeah. the side of the building. And then it ends up getting caught on the crane. And he yeah. raises up slowly behind him. That whole scene is so funny. <laughs> he's like running through this crowd of people that are trying to grieve at this funeral with this dead guy over his shoulders. Oh. And then um, the perfect line right at the end because then he gets on the crane with him and he's trying to get it so the nerve gas doesn't go and he sees the tar below him so he gets the guy to drop in the tar and then all of a sudden you see a bubble go up and then it just releases and he looks over and he goes silent but deadly (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it makes that huge bubble just makes a huge bubble and then it just releases into nothing Mm -hmm. and he goes silent but deadly <laughs> yeah, this movie is too good. Um anyway, they finally go back to confront Benedict and um he like picks up the doesn't he pick up the bigger guy and throw him at him? Something happens cuz he throws it like I'm pretty sure he throws the bigger sidekick guy. The one who answered the door earlier looks like odd job. I maybe I can't remember. I think he throws him at Benedict and they go through the wall. Yeah, I can't with the remember. ticket because he takes Danny's wallet from him when they're at the house. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has the ticket. Yeah. Because he wants to know why Danny knows all that stuff yeah. about him. Um, which also, that scene is hilarious because um, Danny's like, I'm going to play chicken with that car on the hill. But oh, he's, that's on, right. he's on a tricycle and he's like coming down the hill or a bike with like pink tassels on it uh-huh. and a basket. And he's like, the good guys always win at chicken. And then he realizes that he's the sidekick and yeah. the sidekicks die the in movies all the time. Sidekick. I'm secondary sidekick. <laughs> so he takes <laughs> off and crashes. But more specifically, when Arnold leaves to chase after the bad guys, he like runs off the roof and does like flips uh-huh. and stuff like cartwheels and handsprings off the roof. Oh, that's right. Just like the most ridiculous yes. stuff, man. Uh, it's too funny. <laughs> Um, he kills a guy by electrocuting him. Remember, he shoots that one dude. Um, I think he when he comes back, he knows the bad guys are there because Danny has him throw that fake money in the fire. Yes. And he creates that smoke. And he crashes through the roof. And he's like, mind if I drop in? And he takes those two guys' oh. guns and points them at each other. So they yes. kill each other. And he throws one of them into a chair. And then when he dives for cover, he like rips a wire out of the wall and That's, just stabs yes. that guy with it. And that guy shoots another dude. Yes. <laughs> That was actually really pretty I love cool how scene. he manages to kill everyone there and all the good guys get away, uh-huh. including that kid Skeezy who shows up randomly. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, they finally catch up with the bad guys. He throws them. They go through the wall, and they have to follow them to catch the bad guys. Um, and at this point, Benedict, the main villain, has used the movie ticket to leave the movie universe and enter the real world. And And then he's trying to find the perfect. So they're trying to chase him down and they walk through the wall and they immediately fall face first onto the ground in the theater. Cause there's like that three foot drop. Uh Um, And he's like, how that hurts or whatever, you know, (laughs) like he's impervious to damage. He cannot be killed. Um, Which real quick back to that scene on the roof. Um, 
he like drops off and like smashes onto that glass elevator. Yeah. Did you ever notice like, um, he has like a, he breaks, like as he falls, he's holding onto this wire part of the elevator. It's like big tubular wiring yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And it like breaks off with him. And his acting there is so funny when that finally breaks off and he's falling and he's like realizing that it broke. Like he's got like this three look response. Like he like pulls it out of his hand and then like looks over at his hand and realizes that it's like not connected anymore. See, I didn't and then he like that. looks up and notices he's falling and then he like tosses it to the side. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> it's oh, like, so awesome. it's so Looney tunes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, they follow him into the real world and, the first thing they do, they get outside and they need a car. So he like punches out the window in that taxi. That's right. And he's like, and he hit, hurts his hand. He's, he's like, like, Oh, that, that really hurts. And he's, he's like, this is the real world. You can't just punch out windows. Right. <laughs> like, You know, people break bones here. Like you can't just do whatever you like. And he tries to run across the tops of those cars and he falls yeah, and gets hit, and gets hit by a taxi. <laughs> and he kind of just looks weird because yeah, he's it weirded him out because he can just do it. Yeah. yeah. And that's when he gets in that, chicken fight again for like the third uh-huh. time in the film. Um, and Danny gets out of the car. Cause he's like, dude, you'll die. This is a real car accident. They're not going to turn. And he's like, I've done this a million times. Don't tell me my business or whatever. Uh-huh. And so he drives at that guy and they crash and he gets out of the car and it's just like, ow. <laughs> and then isn't the odd job character dude. It doesn't, he died there. Yeah. He yeah. goes through the windshield. But Benedict used the ticket to go through another wall. So That's he right. escapes. Yeah. Um, and my favorite part, I think he is such a well-developed character, Benedict. Yeah. Because you really kind of get to know him well just through his, like, the things he says in the movie. Like, you get a real sense of how crazy and dangerous he truly is. Yeah. Because when he first meets Danny at the house, so at, not when he first meets him because that was at, Vivaldi's place. Yeah. But when he shows up at the house and Danny tries to trick him with that fake money, he's like, you think you can pull one over on me? I've killed people younger and smarter than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this guy has killed children before and he doesn't care. Like he's walking around with a bomb in his head. <laughs> he's willing to kill little kids. Like he's just like the ultimate these, villain. These villains in these Jack Slater films mean business, bro. Oh, yeah. They're, they're not there to mess you around. One before and kill his son. So, yeah. yeah. So, Anyway, um, they start thinking, like, what would he do if I were Benefit Benedict? What would I do? And they're trying to figure out what's going on. They end up going back to Danny's house yeah. for the night. Well, then we get to see what Benedict is up to. And he's wandering around, and he sees somebody these thugs kill someone to steal his shoes. That's right. And uh, they steal his Jordans, and he's, like, looking around, and nobody's reacting. And then and he's he like, ends up killing they someone. They stole his shoes? And he's like thinking about it. And then, yeah, you see it gets darker and he walks up to this garage and he's like, excuse me, sir. And he's like, yeah, what can I help you with? And he's like, I was wondering if you might be able to help me test a theory. And he's like, yeah, sure. What is it? And he just shoots him. Uh huh. And nothing happens. And he's like, hello, I've just shot somebody and I'd like to <laughs> confess. <laughs> and, nothing. and you hear one voice in the background being like, Nobody cares. <laughs> I don't think that's what he says, but somebody yeah. is basically like, shut up yeah. or something like that. Who cares? Like no one cares about that gunshot. Yeah. And he fires more rounds into the air too. Like he's trying to like 
And nobody See if doesn't he can get anything. caught and he can't get caught. Yeah. So he realizes that like he can win. Bad guys can actually win. Bad in guys this world. can win and win in this world. Yeah. yeah. So then he starts going to other movie theaters and getting villains out of those movies. And it doesn't really show much stuff. I don't even remember all of the villains that he gets out. I know that he gets the Ripper because he goes to the movie premiere and then death comes out of one of the films. Uh-huh. Is there anybody else? I don't think so. They, yeah, I, I feel like that's such a missed opportunity. It. Yeah, you could have had so many more villains come out. Yeah. Also, what's interesting is that Ian McKellen's death is really death. Yeah. Because, it, which is kind of universe-breaking in a way, because, like, Jack Slater only exists inside the movies. Yeah. But that death should only exist inside his movies. Uh-huh. But he knows when all of us will die yeah as real people because he's kid, death. yeah you're gonna die when you're a grandfather yeah because the whole reason he shows up is because jack slater's not on any of his lists because uh-huh. he's not a real person he's yeah, a fictional he character anything yeah but so is he he's uh-huh. a fictional character so anyway that's just me <laughs> catching this stuff as i normally do who knows maybe he was death in that movie for real life <laughs> maybe <laughs> Maybe Sir Ian McKellen is death in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Anyway, what else happens? He, uh, they, oh, yeah, they decide that he would try to kill actual Arnold Schwarzenegger because that would stop Jack Slater. Yeah, yeah, it would make Jack Slater disappear. They go to the the movie premiere, and um, I like the morning before they go there. And he, like, Jack Slater spent the night hanging uh-huh. out with Danny's mom. Turn him into a wolf. And he's like, who is this? Oh, it's Mozart. That's Mozart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's music. Do you like yeah. it? I think I do. I think I like it. He's, like, turning soft, you know? Uh-huh. Because for the first time, he's living. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, he's So in he's, the real world, yeah. Yeah, he's getting to live for the first time and experience it. And, that, dude, that's another element of this movie. There's just so many layers to it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, that kind of existentialism of a character isn't yeah. something you would expect from any kind of a Schwarzenegger film. That's some Truman Show type stuff right oh, yeah. there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. removed a fictional character from the universe he thinks he lives in. And then he starts... And he gets to live for the first time, yeah. and he's a completely different person than who he yeah, is. Than his normal, written as in fiction. Yeah, norm, norm than his normal action hero. Yeah, person. Yeah, it's very interesting to think about. Yeah, but you can't think too deep. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so they go to the movie premiere, and that's when we see all the other movie stars and people there, and. Um, I like that people keep mistaking Jack Slater for the real Arnold because he looks just like him uh-huh. because he's him. And he's like, hey, are we on for the soundtrack, Jack Slater 5? You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> David Wayans he's like, yeah, is a sure, rapper. Yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. And um, anyway, uh, I like how, oh, yeah, what was the name of that actor? Um, uh, Tom Noonan shows up. Um, the Ripper is there. Yes. And the oh, Ripper shows Tom, up. The Ripper. Look yeah. at that. He's shown up as the Ripper. Ooh, scary. Uh-huh. And they're like, what are you going to do? What are you up to tonight, Ripper? And he was like, uh, I think I might kill some people. <laughs> and they just laugh it off. Uh-huh. And he walks away. And then but he's Tom there Newton, to kill yeah. people. And uh, 
Tom Noonan right after that shows up, and then that's when they're like, wait a minute. They kind of get that puzzled look because they're like, we just saw you as the Ripper. Uh, yeah, and people don't understand. Um, I think he killed the agent. He did. Because if you notice, he's wearing his jacket, uh-huh. and there's a little small slit in the back with a little titch of blood. Oh, is there? Yeah, and so he basically axes the agent right in the back. Oh, okay. Which I assume kills him. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I, yeah, I don't, I mean, he dies off screen, yeah. but he's assembling the ax in the room with him. Uh-huh. But I like how the agent is like, what do you want to get typecast as an ax murderer for, <laughs> for every movie from now on? What are you doing showing yeah. up in character? Why are you And doing people this? are like thinking that he's just method acting, uh-huh. which if he is method acting and he shows up as an ax murderer, that might be something you want to think twice about. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not that a method actor would just go off the rails and start murdering people, but yeah. you know, it's make your raise an eyebrow just a little bit you know yeah um anyway so he gets loose and he is like hanging off that balcony with that axe getting ready to kill schwarzenegger uh-huh. and uh th- that whole scene is awesome like then jack slater comes running and he saves arnold <laughs> you know well and that's what i love how and then what happens to the ripper does he just well, run away so yeah, oh yeah, he, he gets jumps away. off the balcony and he yeah he does the thing and axes the curtain and slides yeah. all the way down and people think it's just a stunt. Yeah, and that's when Arnold tackles him and he goes, "Man, you're like one of the best stunt people around." Like he just thinks yeah. it's his stunt. You actor. could do some op- grand openings for me and blah yeah. blah 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 blah. And he's like, "If you guys are gonna do this, you need to tell me in the future." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, I like Jack Slater's reaction to him is like, "Dude." I don't like you. You've brought me nothing but pain. Uh-huh. Because since he's found out that he doesn't exist, he's just had, a, he's getting hurt all the time. He doesn't like who, you know, he doesn't like that he's missed out on yeah. real life. Yeah. And that everything is fake. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he's just, he doesn't know who he is. You yeah. know what I mean? What he likes or anything anymore. You know, it's kind of, I don't know, this surreal moment, I guess, that he has with himself Yeah. while he is also completely oblivious to what's going on. Yeah. Because Arnold doesn't realize that this is Jack Slater. He just thinks he's he a stunt double yeah, who looks, looks just like him. Exactly like him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so turns out uh, Danny doesn't stay in the car ever. So <laughs> that's a funny part earlier too. And he's like, stay in the car. And he's like, I don't want to stay in the car. People, people die in the car. Think about it. Well, somebody's supposed to stay in the car and they don't stay in the car. What happens? You're right. I'll stay in the car. <laughs> and he's like, but what if that's what gets me killed? There's a gun in the glove compartment. And he opens the glove compartment and like six it guns fall out. A bunch of them all fall out. That's right. <laughs> um, anyway, so he never stays in the car. So now the Ripper has Danny. Yes. And basically we get to live out the end. That's right. It's almost Jack like the his Ripper son. three again. Yeah. And the Ripper knows what happens because he's now seen the movie. Uh huh. So he's like, we could do it again, Jack, or I could just cut to the chase and cut his throat right here. You know, like he's even scarier the second time around, yes. which is hard to do, you know? Anyway. So the same thing happens. He ends up having to shoot him, you know, yes. like and he falls off and pulls Danny, but Danny grabs that gargoyle and lives. Yeah. So uh, Arnold saves him. They, well, I guess he doesn't fall off the roof. He electrocutes him to death. Right? Yes, yeah. And he that's, drops yeah. Danny. Yes. Yeah. That's what happens. Um, but 
Yeah, I don't know, man. Everything about this movie is just so good. Do you realize this movie is like the runtime is like two, two hours. hours and like twenty minutes or yeah, something? Yeah, I like think that? it's just I think it's just over two hours. I think it's only like two ten or something like that. This movie, I feel like it flies by pretty well. Oh, two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, it goes by really well. Like it's it's warranted to be that good. I mean, to be that long. Yeah, like you wouldn't think that a movie like this would be so long. You'd think it'd be like hour and a half, yeah. hour 45. That's what I kind of expected when I started it. And I looked at it, I was like, oh, this is two hours. Yeah. Okay. But there's a lot of stuff packed into yeah. this film. Yeah. Um, And then for the life of me, I'm escaping how they catch Benedict. See, that's, I was trying to remember that too. And I can't remember. Well, that's all right. Um, you have to watch the movie to find out people. We can't tell you everything that right? happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I do like though at the, there's that part at the end and I, uh, Arnold gets shot. Yeah. Benedict shoots him. Yeah. And, uh, so he's about ready to lose his yeah, life. Because and out here, Jack, the bad guys can win. Yes. And, uh, so they finally get him back to the movie theater. He finds the other side of the ticket. And, uh, anyways, they get him in the thing. He's like, as soon as we get you in the movie, I swear they're going to check you over and be like, Oh, it's just a flesh wound. Yeah. Sure Cause they're enough. in the ambulance. And they're like, he's dying. He's dying. Uh-huh. And they've got to take him to the hospital. And he's like, no, you got to take him to the movies. <laughs> so he pulls the gun. <laughs> and, they all and they run. pale. They and just he's leave. like, why does everybody run when I pull out the gun? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he gets him to the movies. And right there at the bottom of the theater, death shows up. Yes. And, and you know, he's like, you can't take him. You're not touching him or whatever. You know, Danny's trying to save Jack Slater. And he's like, I'm not here for him. And, uh, or I don't remember what he says, but basically he says, he's um, like, I'm not here for him. Uh, I've got it right here. He says, um, he tells Danny he says, that he, I don't do fiction. Man. It's not my Oh film. yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's like, he's not on any of my lists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So they get Jack Slater back into the movie and people think that he's all hurt and they're like, what are you trying to pull? It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> pick him up. <laughs> so they pick him up. And then the next thing, he's like punched through the glass door to the captain's office. Uh-huh. The brand new door that they yeah, he just, just breaks it, punches it, uh-huh. breaks the glass. And he's just smiling because it didn't hurt. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, you got anything else to say about this movie? No. Other than it's, it's a good movie. Yeah, this movie is great. It. Have you should fun. definitely watch it. We probably just ran through most of the best bits of it for yeah, you. That's all right. It's it's a hundred percent worth the watch. Yeah, this movie f- is truly great. Like I said, it's a fun family watch too. Like it really is. Yeah. It's like I said, I'm a big Arnold fan. This is my favorite Arnold movie. Yeah, I like like movies like Predator are great, all time great films. Yeah, I personally like this better than those movies. As you know, yeah, it's just good, man. It's so good. good. Well written. Hilarious. It's kind of a spoof film before spoof films, but it's not like this self-aware joke. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a serious movie with a serious narrative that is a few, Hey, we can make some fun in in the middle. Yeah. Take some time to make fun and, you know, poke jokes. Yeah. Poke fun and make jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Anyway, um, Thomas isn't here, so you can't tag us. Oh, man, I guess I'll do it since you did the intro. Um, anyway, I will plug our stuffs as I tell Thomas <laughs> to do most of the time. Uh, you can um, send us an email. 
request a film. Tell us if yes, you've please. seen this movie or what your favorite Schwarzenegger film is. Um, send us an email at excellentmovieadventures at gmail.com. Yes. Um, let's see here. You can uh, follow us on Twitter. Twitter. And Instagram. Excellent Movie Adventures. Oh, yeah, that's right. Instagram, Excellent Movie Adventures, at Excellent Movie Adventures, and then Twitter is at Excellent Movie Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can follow me, Pick, your favorite host, at <laughs> Pick's Adventures on Twitter and Instagram. And then I'm at Z Van Beekham on both of those as well. Yep. And, you know, if, message us. If, let us know what you thought about it when this episode comes out. If you want to go on Facebook and find us on there, it's there. <laughs> I can't tell you last time I updated it, but it's there. Come say hi. Send a message. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, we will uh, see you guys next week. Yes. Ciao. See ya. Excellent.